0: We've been dealing with Romans 3 a little bit, and I know some people are against Romans Road, but uh, Romans get you where you need to go. It's, the, it's a doctrinal book on salvation, amen, for a, for a Gentile. We'll just read again verse 10, as it is written. What are, you, what are you trusting? Right? The bottom line is what's written. What thus saith the Lord. That's why the Word of God is so important. Amen. We're not showing you men's opinions. So that's why the devil wants to change the Bible. And that's why we're so strong on the King James Bible, believing it's the Word of God. And uh, I'm going to step out across cross a line here that a lot of people don't have. I have a... Listen. The Bible said being born again, not a corruptible seed but incorruptible by the Word of God. The Word of God's got to be involved in their salvation. Amen. Amen. And uh, you you better be, you just better make sure when you're trying to win somebody to the Lord Jesus Christ that you're using the Word of God. Amen. Somebody says, well, what about an incorruptible seed and a corrupt seed? Listen, you can quote, these new Bibles quote King James Bible. You can get people lost, amen, in them funny Bibles, but it's not the Word of God. It contains the Word of God. This is the Word of God. Amen. There's a difference. You understand? But you still got to have the Word of God. Their faith must rest in the facts, not their feeling. We got all kinds of people that want to rest their faith in their feeling. Well, I felt this when I got saved. I care less what you felt. Who would you believe? What did you believe? Amen? You can go through emotional experience all the time. Charismatics go through it all the time. Amen? They slobber and snot all over the place. But ultimately, what do they believe in? Pin it down. What are you trusting? You better, you better be, you better be careful. You know what I'm trusting? I'm trusting the Word of God. Amen. Amen. That's right. I have a hard time. I really do have a hard time believing that somebody comes down. They're scared to death. They don't want to go to hell. They do what the Scripture says. They receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. Put their faith in Him. And I have a hard time believing that when they stand before God in judgment, Jesus said, well, I wasn't drawing you then. I know you honored my word. I know you believed my word. I know you received my son by faith. I just wasn't drawing you at that moment. You understand? Somebody's trying to have control and hold over your salvation. I believe the book. People say you can't get saved. Believe reading the Bible. I know people's been saved reading the Bible. Amen? Amen. You say, well, it took preaching. The Scripture preached to Pharaoh. The scripture preached. The Bible preaches. What's John 20, verse 31 say? But these are written that you might believe. Isn't that something? The Word of God was written that you might believe. That you might believe Jesus is the Christ amen the son of god and that by believing you might have life through his name you get life through believing they were written that you might believe how's a deaf man get saved if he can't hear preaching something's got a he's got to be able to hear something you understand somehow it gets to him but if he can read and has understanding the word was written that he might believe Man, you gotta watch it. Some people can take a truth and put it in a ditch, man, and, and shipwreck you. Yeah. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Do you believe that? Yeah. That's the bitter pill you gotta swallow. I'm not righteous. And there never has been one, never will be one outside the Lord Jesus Christ. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. There's none that understand it. There's none that seek it after God. Everybody's going the opposite direction, 180 degrees away from God. When did that happen? As soon as they were born. Right? They they come out of the womb speaking lies. They're they're heading 180 180 degrees opposite of God. And they spend their whole life doing that. And God sets up roadblocks and tries to stop them, tries to reach them. Amen? And they're bent on going to hell like a bullet. Right? And it's our responsibility to jump out in front of that sinner and say, hey, hey, the bridge is out, man. Your final destination is a lake of fire. Stop. Whew, they just fly by you, man. God puts road signs. Listen, roadblocks trying to reach people. And the devil's trying to, amen, make detours to get around the gospel and around church and around the Bible. And about, listen, a sinner's bent on going to hell. They're not seeking God. They're seeking how to get high. They're seeking their own self-welfare. Amen. They're not seeking God. Uh, sinner, sinners, man, they, they just want their sin. They ain't seeking God. Verse 12, they're all gone out of the way. Every one of them. Right. There's a bunch of people that are religious, but they're going away from God. There's a bunch of people who do things in Jesus' name, according to Matthew chapter 7, yep. will die and go to hell. Why? Because they don't have the facts right. That's right. Amen. You, understand? <laughs> you better know the facts. Amen. People say, well, you've got to be under conviction by the Spirit. How do you know it's the Spirit? The Spirit beareth witness to our spirit that we're the sons of God. How do you know that? Because it was written. It's written down there in Romans 8, ain't it? (laughs) Pretty simple, huh? You believe the facts, what? That the Holy Spirit's going to bear witness with your spirit. You're the sons of God after you got saved. But where'd you find that out? How'd you get that kind of security, brother? By the Spirit or by the Word of God? The Spirit of God led you to the Word of God, and the Word of God bore witness with the Holy Ghost that moved inside your heart and said, This is right. Believe that right there, and you believe the Word of God. Amen. That's right. I ain't got no. Listen, there's all kinds of spirits going out in this world. The Bible says you know the spirit of truth versus the spirit of air. Amen. There's a test. Try the spirits. The devil is a spirit. Yeah. You better be careful. There's a lot of people having services this morning in Jesus' name, and the devil's floating all around there, and the devil's making conversions. You better make sure they're lining up with the Word of God. Yeah. I'll take the book over any warm fuzzies I've ever had. Amen. That's right. <laughs> Amen. They're all going all the way, they're together, become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Right. Bingo. Yep. You know good there's the bitter pill yeah. you're witnessing with people you want to show them God's love and you got to come over here and say I love you man but you ain't no good <laughs> right you're a dirty rascal that's hard preaching yep. we get somebody under conviction and they get a little tearful and say you know you're sinner <laughs> yeah I know am a sinner okay well yeah. but you. but need, they need to know don't they that's the hard part. Verse 19. Now we know what things soever the law saith, saith them that under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become what? Guilty. guilty before God. did not that something? Therefore, in view of that, by the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be justified. That means you trying to keep the commandments to get to heaven. Forget it. You flunked. Why? You broke them. James 2.10. If you offended one point, you're guilty of? Oh. All. Period, Done. Over with. Gone. So what I do now, preacher, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. We can prove you to be a sinner. We can just go through the law and we can... Listen, a man commits adultery, that proves he broke a commandment, isn't it? Right? But not everybody commits adultery. Amen? A man commits murder, it's easy. Say, man, you murdered that person according to commandments. The Bible says thou shalt not kill, you killed... You, you need to get saved. You broke the commandments. But not everybody commits murder. You understand? So you got to be able to go to the law and be able to show them that they violated God's word. All right. Amen? And they broke his command. The easiest one is thou shalt not bear false witness. You ever lie? Everybody's a liar. Yep. All men are liars, the Bible says. Pretty simple. Yeah, amen. amen? Because of that, God's going to put you in hell, lake of fire, if you don't, if you don't like that. Look at what he says, verse 21. But now, Right now. Right? The righteousness of who? God, without the laws manifested, being witnessed by the law of the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is how? By water baptism. By faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that are baptized. No, it's believe, isn't it? For there is no difference. Now watch this. For all have what? sin comes short the glory of God God's got everybody pegged doesn't he can you take a sinner can you take a sinner to Romans 3.23 and said is that you I dealt with a guy one night. well it's just how you interpret it I said interpret this for me for all who's all well it's just the way you guys want to look at it you're just making it say what you want to say I said say it for me for who interpret this for me let me hear your interpretation for all have sinned And come short of the glory of God. Isn't that pretty simple? How many different interpretations can we get out of that thing? Looks like everybody's ruined by sin, doesn't it? That includes you, sir. You know what he's trying to do? He's trying to get past conviction and get past that he's lost. He didn't want to admit that he was guilty. Hello. Can you take your Bible and go to Romans chapter 3 and show anybody that on a street corner? You ever learn to read upside down talking to somebody? See right there, verse 23, For all have seen and come short of the glory of God. Is that you, sir? Is that you, ma'am? Read it. Read it out loud to me. Would you do that to me? Would you please read that out loud for me? Can you do that? Can you get somebody? Can you get a sinner to read verse 23? For all have sinned and come short. Now, who is that, sir? Who is that, ma'am? You understand? But get a Bible open... And show somebody, that's the miracle. Because not, not too many people got time. Even Christians don't even want to talk about the Bible. But notice, the sense doesn't end there. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. It says, "It says, come short of the glory of God, semicolon, being justified how? Freely by His grace. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, Christ paid the price for you. He made a way freely by his grace. Amen. Are you willing to receive his grace in the payment that he paid for your sins? You don't have to go to hell. You don't have to burn in hell. Your religion's not going to get you there. You're going to bypass Calvary, son. Calvary's right there. That's why he died. Amen. Listen, see how easy it is? The devil makes it so hard. People say, "Well, I just can't do it." You're right; you can't. The Holy Ghost got to, and He's He's done, wrote the plan, and you got to be able to just take Him to the plan. This book don't change. Now men want to change the book, but this book don't change. Right. God's word's still true. He had it penned down. Look at verse 25: Whom God has set forth to be what? The propitiation. What is that? That's a payment. That's a payment for your sins. He paid the price. Amen. Propitiation. The price paid to satisfy the demands of an angry God against sin. <laughs> Isn't that good? God's angry with the wicked every day. Yep. Amen. Well, he loves me. Not if you don't love Jesus. Right? Read the book of John. People don't there's preachers that don't want to read that. Amen. Jesus loved you as God. And he died in a place for you. But God the Father does not love you unless you love the Son. And if you take the Son, then you get God's love. You reject God's Son, you ain't got God's love on you. You got the wrath of God abiding on you. God wants to put you in hell so bad. His righteousness and His holiness wants to damn you and put you right into hell. But His mercy's upholding that. Yep. And He doesn't want you to plunge, so His mercy's holding back the wrath of God. Giving you a chance because he's righteous, he's just. All his attributes come in play dealing with a sinner. You understand? But one day, his mercy endures forever on his children, not on God's enemies. God's mercy doesn't last forever when it comes to judging a sinner. But it lasts forever on his children whom he's had mercy on. Look at what it says. to whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through what? Faith in his blood. To declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say, at this time what? Righteousness. His righteousness. You better get that. The book of Romans is all about righteousness. The theme in the book of Romans is his righteousness versus your righteousness. And this book is showing you that you're unrighteous and he is righteous. And the only way you're going to make it is through his righteousness. And his righteousness is a free gift. And if you reject his righteousness, you will burn in hell, bud. Amen. Because if you think you're righteous enough to get it, you flunked. Now, now that you flunked will you receive His righteousness. When you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, He is God's righteousness, and you take that payment, you can live forever. If you reject God's righteousness and try to prove to God you're righteous enough to get into heaven, you'll flunk and you'll go to hell. The bottom line is God's righteousness. The book of Romans is all about God's righteousness. I don't believe that, preacher. All right, let's go back to Romans 1. Romans 1, verse 16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and on salvation, everyone to believe it, to the Jew first and also the Greek. For therein, in the gospel of Christ, is the righteousness of God what? Revealed. God's dealing with His righteousness. Where is it revealed? In Calvary, Jesus Christ. Right? Right? Yep. Right? From faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed where? From heaven and, and against all... Ungodliness and what? Unrighteous men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. You see there? it's You're unrighteous, he's righteous. You admit you're unrighteous and can't save yourself and you take his righteousness, you can live forever. There's the key. It's pretty simple, ain't it? Men complicate Yeah. Back to Romans 3. To declare, I say at this time, his righteous, that he might be just and a justifier of him which what? believeth in Jesus. When you come to the Lord Jesus Christ and you receive Him as your Savior, God imputes to you His righteousness. He gives you His righteousness when you admit you're unrighteous. Amen. And you, there's nothing you can do or say to get, get saved. But it's Him and it's His mercy. And you ask for His righteousness, He'll give it to you. It's imputed to you. That means it's charged to your account because Christ already became sin for you who knew no sin. Amen? Amen. He took your place. Now, will you take his? What? As a son of God, as a child of God, will you take his righteousness? See, that's the issue. Will you take his righteousness? Will you turn from your righteousness, which is filthy rags? Will you take it? The deal's over righteousness. Are you right or are you wrong? Pretty simple, isn't it? To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and a justifier of him that believeth on Jesus. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law of works? Nay, by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude, it's finished, bottom line's over, that a man is justified how? By faith without the deeds of the law. There ain't one thing you can do to get saved. It's extended mercy of God and the grace of God, and it's a gift of God, and if you reject that gift, you'll split hell wide open. God wants to make you just, just as if you never sinned. Amen. He wants to give you a clean slate. How, how is that? you got to make a trade. You give up your sin and take Christ. Pretty simple. Amen. See, it's easy to believe. Easy believe is somebody said, you believe Jesus died and buried and rose again for you? Okay, you're saved. No, you ain't saved. Just because you acknowledge facts does not mean you're saved. You can acknowledge this fact and you can quote this fact back to me. You can tell me all of sin. Listen, a preacher can get up and tell you all of sin and come short of the glory of God and unless you receive Jesus Christ to die and go to hell, and that man be lost when he says it. Yep. Because he hadn't placed faith in those facts and received Jesus as his personal Savior, he'll split hell wide open. You must put faith in those facts. Listen, you can go down here and say Wendy's hamburgers are the best hamburgers in the world and become Wendy's best number one seller and never tasted one of them hamburgers. How do you know it's the best tasting one if you've never tasted it? You gotta you gotta receive it. You gotta be a partaker. How do you become a partaker? By faith. Amen? Agreeing with God that you're as guilty as he says you are, and you're in a need that you that he says you are. You're needy. You can't get to heaven without Christ. Do you believe that? <laughs> Will you receive my son? Well, let's talk about this thing for a minute. Let's reason, Lord. You ain't going to make it. You understand? You must take God's side against yourself. You must agree with God, I am as guilty as you say I am, and I deserve to go where you say I'm going, and I don't want to go, and therefore you must come and receive his son. Amen? Amen. You don't receive his son, what happens? Going to hell. hell. (laughs) Where is boasting then is excluded. Verse 28. Therefore we conclude a man is not justified by the deeds of the law, but by what? Huh? Justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Verse chapter 4. What shall we say then that our Abraham our father is pertaining to the flesh hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof the glory, but not before God. For what saith the... Get it? You get it yet? Did you get it yet? For what saith... The Scriptures. Did you get it yet? What say the Scriptures? That's the bottom. That's why we're here. We're here to let the book talk. Amen. We agree with the book. We took the book side. We took God's side against ourselves. Yep. For what say the Scriptures? The bottom line. Not what the Baptist Pope says. <laughs> Amen. There's a bunch of them jockeying for that position. Yep. So what do you think about that preacher? I don't give him an ounce of time. For what say the scriptures? Abraham believed God, and it was counted on him for... Do you see that? Listen, the whole theme of the book of Romans is about his righteousness versus yours. Now to him that worketh is the reward, not reckon of grace, but of debt. See, that's your righteousness. You're saying God needs to reward you for how good you are and all the good you've done. That's your righteousness. No, you know what that is? That's a debt. That's an obligation. God says, sure, take it to hell. Try to earn it by yourself. Bypass my son and my gift towards you and you try to get into heaven by bypassing my son, that means I'm obligated to pay you a debt. You know what? You can't make it. You flunk. Right? Listen, I understand how some men are making repentance a work. I believe in repentance toward God. But they're making it a work. They're perverting repentance. We dealt with a young lady named Jamie. And the young lady was Jamie. She said, I hear all this repentance all the time. I don't know if, how to repent. I said, Jamie, I said, let me tell you it this way. She said, what? And I said, you're on a merry-go-round. And you're spending 100 miles an hour. And you're so dizzy. You're so mixed up. You don't know whether you're coming or going. I said, just say, stop. I want off. Pretty simple, ain't it? God, I don't know what's up. I don't know what's down. I don't know where to go, but I'm coming to you. I need you, God. Help me. There you go. That's repentance. Pretty good, ain't it? You're turning from yourself to God. Pretty easy. What is repentance? Taking God's side. Turning to God. Amen, Say God, I don't know. I, my Baptist religion says this. My Church of God religion says this. Jehovah Witness says this. Mormons say this. Buddha says this. God, what do you say? Take my son. Amen. <laughs> Pretty simple. Yep. You done turned to God in repentance. God, yes, I agree. I'm guilty. I don't want to go where you say I'm going. I need help. Take my son. Pretty simple. Repentance toward God and faith in Lord Jesus Christ. Pretty simple. Verse 4, to him that worketh is a reward. Not reckon of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh what? Verse 5. To him that worketh what? Not. Pretty simple, isn't it? Boy, if we just took a three letter word out of the Bible, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that change? We gotta change the Bible. NIV changes it sixty four thousand times. Let's just take a little three letter word out of the Bible and you'll change that whole book. Not. Well, I'm telling you, you better not mess with the book, <laughs> preacher. Amen. Amen. Look at what it says. But him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth, the un- who the ungodly. See there? They got to understand who the ungodly are. You like to know who the ungodly are? Yeah, but really, I mean in the scriptures, an interpretation of the scriptures, who's the ungodly? The rich. The rich. Psalm 73 verse 12 says, "These be the ungodly, they who prosper in the world and increase in riches." See, they think it's all these girls stripping their clothes off at the bar down here. Yeah, that's ungodly. But the real ungodly are the rich people that got good camouflage to pretend to be holy when they're not. <laughs> Amen. I, like, I love the Bible. Verse 5, But him that worketh not, but him that believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for If you put your faith on him. Verse 7, verse 6, Even as David also described the blessedness of man unto whom God imputeth righteousness, how? God will charge you, impute to you, give you Jesus Christ's righteousness if you admit what you are and admit you can't save yourself and receive his Son. When you receive his Son, God says, Righteous, done, mine, hello, act of faith. Isn't it so easy? Amen. Amen. God imputeth righteousness without works, saying, verse 7, I love this verse. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven, whose sins are covered, mine are gone. Right. Verse 8, blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. You know what happens? I believe the book. And when I receive the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, Amen. I didn't do it the way all these brethren say it ought to be done. I realized I was a guilty sinner. I was under conviction. My heart was about to explode. They said, would you come receive the Lord Jesus Christ, your Savior? I said, I grabbed my little sister by the hand and said, I'm going to get saved. I'm going to go take Christ. Right. In my heart, I probably already got saved right there because yeah. I said, I'm going to take Christ. I knew I was a sinner. I knew I was lost. And I said, I need Jesus. And I was coming to him. Somebody said, well, he opened up a Bible here on the altar and he, he read to you out of the Scriptures. He talked you into it. Listen, that preacher done preached me into hell. I'd done seen myself hanging out over hell. I knew I was lost and undone before anybody ever opened up a Bible on the altar. The preaching had already been done and worked in my heart. Amen. That was just a cherry on top. You said, do you agree with all that? <laughs> Absolutely, man. Here, take Christ. I took Christ. Amen. Amen. Yep. I don't care what they do down here. The bottom line is, did I receive Christ here? Yep. You understand? When a man receives Jesus Christ as Savior, that's where salvation comes in. Not whether he's on one knee or two knees, not whether he shed a thousand tears or a million. You understand? Did you receive Christ? Now, you know what God says about that the day that that happened to me when I was on the altar? God said, I will never charge you with my, your sin, son see why is that because I charged him to my son Jesus Christ on the cross at Calvary yeah. those sins were nailed to the cross when he became sin amen. and we took that sin out of the way and dropped them off amen in hell I'll never be charged with my sin never <laughs> amen I believe that and they say well you believe you can live any way you want to live no I believe because I've been saved and this has been presented to me now that I'm aware that I'm a sinner and I committed sins and that God forgave me, I really walk a little gently around sin and the things I used to do. I don't want to even be associated with what I was, where I've gone, what I did. I don't want to sin. Amen. Romans 6 is a verse that we use all the time. But I want to take you to Romans 5 real quick. We're just trying to show you how to help people. Amen? Amen? Opening up your Bible and showing people how to help people. Verse 6 is a common one that everybody uses. He said, For when we were without strength in due time, Christ died for who? Young God. That's one of the famous Roman rotors. Right. Romans 5, 6. Well, somebody might have skimped on it, but the one I was taught was verse 6 was in it. And then, verse 8, notice he died for the ungodly. Now, verse 8, but God commanded his love toward us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now he died for sinners. You understand? So, people uh, need to see that. When you're showing them, he died for who? The ungodly. Who did he die for? Sinners. All right, let's take it a, let's take it a step further. Verse 10, for if, when we were, do you realize your sin has made you an enemy of God? Did you see that? Amen. <laughs> you're ungodly, you're a sinner, you're an enemy. That's who Jesus Christ died for. You understand? He took a place for him. That's you. That, that's, if you can get this far, can I give you the cure? Yeah. Right? We don't have to go to Romans 10. I can give you the cure right here in verse 9. Much more than being now what? Just if you never sin, how? By the blood of Christ, we shall be what? Saved. You willing to let the blood of Christ wash away your sin? You realize you're ungodly, you're a sinner, you're an enemy of God. If you'll take Jesus Christ as your Savior, He'll wash you in His blood and He'll save you from the wrath to come. Amen. And you'll be justified in God's eyes. You see how simple? You don't have to go to a lot of Scripture. Right there in Romans 5, you can win a sinner to Jesus Christ you realize he died for you, son? Do you realize he died for you, ma'am? Do you realize right now because you're sin, you're an enemy of God? And if you'll take his son, you can be justified by his blood and safe from the wrath that come. Would you take him and trust his blood to wash away your sins? Would you do that today? Look at what it says, verse 10. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to what? That means You were separated. Sin has separated you. Now you can be brought back together and be brought one with God. Wouldn't you like to do that? Take his son. Take eternal life as a free gift. And you know what? You can be made one with him. God wants you reconciled. Look at what it says. We were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved how? By his life. Do you notice nothing you can do save you? It's His life. Will you exchange lives with Him? Will you take His life for your rotten, dirty, good-for-nothing life? He was willing to take your life. Will you make that exchange today? Will you lay down your sin and your unrighteousness and your wicked life and give it to God and take Jesus Christ, who is God's Son, who is life? Will you accept Him? You can be saved. You see how simple it is right there in Romans. You don't have to go very far. You don't have to be flipping a bunch of Bible. Look at what it says. And not only so, but we also join God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have what? Now, now received what? The atonement. You willing right now to receive it? You know what God said you should receive that, sir? You know what God said you should receive that, ma'am? Now. At what? The atonement. What's that mean? at one At one with God. You will be at one with God. You will be reconciled if you receive the the death, burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's alive. He's offered his life to you. And you can be saved by his life, not your life. Would you do that today? Take them. Pretty simple. Five, six verses right there in one passage. You can lead a sinner to Jesus Christ. Let's go on, verse 12. Wherefore is by one man's sin, sinning in the world death by sin, so death passed upon all men for all have? A lot of times that's used in the Romans road. You don't have to go there, but you can. (laughs) It's just another verse to concrete cement that he's a sinner. But I think the verses I just showed you, which is not normally in the Romans road, amen, will show you solidifying the deal. Amen. If you go down through the passage here, verse 13, for until the law the world was in sin, not for until the law sin was in the world, but sin was not imputed, where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. How did Adam sin? He He disobeyed. You ever disobeyed, sir? Pretty simply. You ever disobeyed your mom and dad? You broke the commandments. Pretty simple. You obey every law. You do everything your boss tells you to do. Pretty simple. You're disobedient, ain't you? There you go. So you can get, you can get people lost. Yep. But it's it's a thing is, are they willing to talk to you from their heart and admit what they are? Who is a figure of him that was to come? But not as the offense, so also the free gift. For though through the offense, one, one, uh, of one many be dead. Much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the what? The gift. For the judgment was by one, the condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses on a justification. For if by one man's offense death what? Reign by one much more, amen, they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of you see what? Righteousness is a gift. The whole key of the book of Romans is righteousness. It's God's, and it's a free gift offered to you if you'll take it. Shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so, by the righteousness of one, the what? The free gift came upon all men on the justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made You're only made righteous by one man's obedience. Not your obedience, but Jesus Christ's obedience. He obeyed God the Father, did what always does to please Him. He fulfilled the law. He is the righteous and just one. And if you'll receive Him, God will credit that man's righteousness to your account, and you can live. It's a free gift. Will you take it? See, that's, that's the bottom line amen moreover the law entered that the offense might abound the reason god brought the law in is to show you how bad sin is because men really don't think they're that bad but when you start stacking it up and you take it to them you take them in a, in a court of law you can hang them real quick guilty amen that's what god wants you to do when you're soul winning is to bring in court let's have court the guy says what well, let's have court today i want to i want to convince the jury that you're a guilty hell bound sinner deserved to burn forever that man probably gonna have a hard time swallowing your argument. But there's the jury. Amen. <laughs> right? yep, yep. hey, listen, you're just there to be a witness. Right. That's what you're supposed to be is a witness, right? Yep. You know what they do in a jury? They bring in they bring in witnesses before the jury and a judge. And you shall be witnesses. Listen, they change that verse. They say, and ye shall be soul winners. They don't change it, but that's the way they believe it. After that, the Holy Ghost comes upon you. You'll be supercharged, super revved up, high-powered soul winners. Amen. And there's nobody can be able to stand in your way. One, two, three, repeat after me. We can get thousands of people saved. You're a witness of the resurrection, and you're a testimony against sinners who will not receive that witness of the resurrection. So therefore, you become a witness at the great white throne judgment of them rejecting the gospel of Jesus Christ or them receiving the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're a testimony for them or against them. You understand what I'm saying? A lot of people have a hard time with that verse and they want to change it. They, don't, they change it through their preaching, maybe not necessarily in writing. Right. Look at what it says. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, which... But where sin abounded, grace did what? Amen. He's got the trump card. Hello? Yep. No matter what card you put down, he's got one that can trump anything. Yep. What is it? Grace. Yep. Amen. The Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. It don't matter what you've done, he can beat it. Amen. That's, Amen. Good. That's good. Pile up your sin. I don't care how big of a mountain you got. Grace can cover that mountain. Yes. Amen. It can much more abound. Amen. I don't care how bad you are. Verse 21. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so grace reigns through what? Righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ. <laughs> See, righteousness all through this thing. Jesus Christ's righteousness is grace given to you. Amen. It can forgive all your sin no matter how much sin you've ever committed. God is willing to forgive it upon the merits of Jesus Christ. Will you cease trying to earn your own way? And will you take the merits of Jesus Christ as your merits? And you can get in and have eternal life. You see, you see how much Bible's right there? You can lead and deal with sinners. The key is getting the Bible open. Can you get somebody's attention long enough that they can sit there and listen to you? Right. Amen. I'm talking about having a conversation. You can preach. People say, well, you gotta, you got to be preaching. What? A woman can sit across from a table from another woman and be plowing her fields, man. Do you realize that, Sally? You're lost. You're going to go to hell. But if Sally would trust Jesus Christ, she could be saved. Do you, really, you agree with that? And women can pr- plow their fields. Hello? You yep. don't have to be a Baptist preacher in a pulpit under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Listen, that's just a serene and fallacy. Yep. That somebody's trying to get you just to only listen to them. Anybody that is saved and born again can take a Bible and prayer and lead somebody to Jesus Christ. Amen. The author of this book is Jesus Christ. And the Holy Ghost of God can fill your heart and take you anywhere to tell anybody about Jesus. And that sinner's willing to listen to the Word of God, the Spirit of God's right there to save their soul. Hello. Amen. Don't get mad at me what I just said because the preacher I heard say that, sitting on a bench, he's quit ministry. Believes only a Baptist preacher can win somebody to Jesus Christ. Well, then why ain't y'all winning anybody? Hello? Amen. <laughs> if he's the only one that has got the goods, why'd he hide the goods? Why is he sitting on a bench? Why ain't he out rescuing people? <laughs> he's crying. Hello? Wants to railroad me from trying to win people to God. Tell my wife and children they can't win somebody to God. When he's supposedly called by God and won't do it, that's why they'll do it because he won't. Dead man. I'm such a nice guy, ain't I? We use Romans six twenty-three in the Romans road. The wages sin is what death. death. I understand that's physical death. Then with a Christian, right there in Romans six. Hello, but you always spiritualize it and use it for eternal death, the second death. But we like to use the rest of the verse, right? But the gift of God is what? Eternal life, how? Through Jesus Christ our Lord. You willing to receive his free gift? We throw in Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. You understand what I'm saying? So we line up some verses. You you line up some verses that you know, hey, it's a free gift. You can't earn it. You can't work for it. I don't care how many sacraments you do. I don't care how many rosaries you pray. I don't care, amen, how many Our Fathers you do. I don't care how many times you've been baptized, how many miles you pedaled your little bicycle, wearing your little tattooed funny underwear. I don't care! Have you received a free gift? And they're running around trying to do everything they can, and they're bypassing the free gift. Because they think somehow they got to have their hands on it, because they somehow feel their righteousness must be included. He's going to include me because I'm a good boy. I'm a good girl. Hello? To die and go to hell? It's a free gift. Yep. Romans ten. I don't know if I got time to go through Romans ten. I'll save that for next week. Amen. Father, we do love you. I ask you to bless the preaching of the word today. May you be magnified and resurrect that preacher in Jesus' name. Amen.